You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV. And crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Film Daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Monday, December 12th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to discuss Ryan's trip to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Serretta. And joining me on today's podcast is, of course, Slash Film News Writer Ryan Scott. Hey, everyone. How's it going? So you might have noticed Ryan wasn't on the episodes last week, and that's because he was in Orlando having an adult trip to Disney World, as one does. Uh, th- Ryan, had, had you ever been to Disney World before? Not to Disney World, no. Uh, and more to the point, this was the first time I've ever taken a real vacation as an adult. I've, I've never had more than like three days off ever at a time. Um, and so it was my buddy Henry's 40th birthday. He decided uh, early last year that he wanted to go hit all the Florida theme parks. So we got, uh, it was me and all of my best friends and my girlfriend. And we, uh, so it was like 10 of us. We got a huge, like six bedroom Airbnb. 
um, that was like 20 minutes away from the theme parks. We rented a car and, and, you know, we all were just uh, hauling off to the parks every day. So that was our, that was our week. By the way, how, how was that? Because usually when I go to Orlando, I'll stay at a hotel that's, you know, not like the expensive Disney hotels. I honestly, I actually book a hotel at Universal Studios Dockside Inn, which is ends up being under a hundred bucks a night just because, you know, when when you're in Orlando going to theme parks, you're not spending the time at the hotel most of the time. Uh, but I've never stayed in Airbnb, and that's a little bit further away. I mean, if you have a car, does it even matter? Yeah, I guess what I'm asking you is how how was that whole experience? <laughs> Um, I mean, I think to your point, we had like a really nice house, but to your point, we weren't there, you yeah. know, like, um, but, but it worked out cause like all the couples that were there, we all had our own bedrooms, you know, so there, there were like plenty of bathrooms. There were lots of, you know, so that was, and then it worked out to be very cheap, um, per person. It was like 200 bucks a person for the whole week. Uh, wow. so that worked at like, yeah. So like financially it worked out very well and it was a really nice house. And then, uh, there's this, I think it's called Turo is the car rental service. Um, basically just people let you rent their car. And then, so we just rented like a minivan through Turo and we were all kind of piling in the minivan. Um, <laughs> and that, and so that worked out like that was, you know, so that saved us on all the Ubers back and forth. Uh, there were a couple days where some of us had to take Ubers cause like I stayed late one of the days and then like, you know, uh, me and my girlfriend, um, doubled up one day, uh, which we can get into, but, but so we took like a couple of Ubers, but ultimately I still think it worked out pretty well. Um, I would rethink the niceness of the Airbnb next time just because we weren't there enough. But ah. um, like, because it just wasn't to your point, like, like the one room was cool as shit. Like you can find some pictures on my Twitter. Like there was, they had a whole mural of like return of the Jedi on the wall. And like the one room, they had like foosball tables and stuff. It was nice, but we didn't use any of it, you know? So I would rethink that expense. But like, other than that, it was a good way to go about it. I think. You know, I, I recently went to Hawaii and we were considering Turo, but the uh, the problem we found with it, it was we flew into the airport and we would have to pick up the car at like someone's house somewhere. It was like, it felt more complicated to get an Uber to the car. Like, how, how did you, how did it work with this? Because, I mean, you had a lot of people in a minivan. So I had nothing to do with it other than like, <laughs> I originally got outvoted because I thought Ubers made more sense for the size of group we had. Cause I was like, we all might have different agendas, whatever. And then if we have the car, we're all married to the car, but I got outvoted. So I was like, whatever. And so my friend Grace put it together and, and, uh, all I did was send the money. I was like, here's what, here's what we agreed to pay for it. And then what happened was when we got to the airport, we all met at the airport cause we all flew in at similar times, even though we're coming from different places. And, um, the guy just dropped, like he met us in the parking garage, oh. dropped the van off and we were, and that was it. So like we, Cause I agree with you. That would have been a pain in the ass, but like he just dropped the van off for us at the airport and then we were off to the races. So that worked out really well for us. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds like a, a, a that actually sounds like a win, honestly. Um, oh, it was great. It was, just like it, a, but, it was just like yeah. a crappy minivan too. So like we didn't have to worry about, you know, I don't know. So it worked out and, and yeah, like it was just, it was enough for all of us. So I, I that part of it for as much as I was annoyed about it initially, um, I felt like that was actually a pretty good decision. Okay, let's jump into the part that probably people that have made it this far want to hear about, and that is the theme parks. Uh, you started out with, at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Ha yeah, so we did. Uh, so yeah, Monday was a uh, Magic Kingdom. Let me. I can pull back up my. It was like all a blur of like you know because it was just such a like we were so we were doing so much. Um, 
every single day. Like it was such a, it was such a crazy like thing. Cause I had never done most of this. Yeah. So Monday we did magic kingdom. Uh, Tuesday we did Hollywood studios. Uh, Wednesday we did universal. Uh, Thursday we did animal kingdom. And then Friday, everyone, but me and my girlfriend did Epcot. Cause they were going to like do drinking like around the world basically. Uh, and we don't drink very much. So we opted not to do that. But um, me and my girlfriend ended up doubling up on Thursday. We did Animal Kingdom and Epcot the same day. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, let, yeah. Okay. Let's start with Magic Kingdom, which is my least favorite park. Primarily, I don't know. It seems like people love that park because if if you've been to Walt Disney World as a kid, that's the park. Like that that is uh, the one with the castle. That is the one with all the, you know, the characters. Uh, but as an adult... There's less to do there. So what what is your impression of Magic Kingdom? Well, we should also, this is just like an interesting thing, because like just before we get, you know, this is what you do. Like, this is your thing. Like, (laughs) I even fielded advice from you, like privately as a friend outside of work to be like, dude, I need to know what to do because I've never done this before. (laughs) Because, but so just to be clear, like if people don't know you outside of Slash Film, yeah. This is your life. This is what you do. So like, it's kind of, it's funny having you like talk to me about this, but like people don't know, this is all Peter does for like, this is what his <laughs> life is. That is true. Uh, so, okay. So your first impressions of, of Magic Kingdom. Oh, so Magic Kingdom, it, it's one of those things that me and my girlfriend talked about this a lot, particularly with Magic Kingdom and Epcot, where there are like these monoliths of pop culture and you see them all over the place. You see them in, you know, like you grew up in the nineties. There were like every sitcom seemingly had an episode where they went to Disney world or whatever. And like you would step see, by step. Or, right. You, yeah. yeah. You see the castle, you see the, and it's so weird to see it up close. It's so weird to see it for real. Um, and that was the thing, magic kingdom for sure. Um, where like you, you show up and you're like, there's the castle. Holy crap. It's there. And, and so, uh, it was very fun and it was very cool to be there. But um, I would agree with you that if I were to rank them, I, I think this would be right neck and neck with Animal Kingdom as my least favorite. But none of them were bad. Like they, it was they, all of them were some degree of fun for sure. What what uh, was there any standout rides or things that you did there? Uh, so like I had done it at at um uh uh disneyland as well but as space mountain rules like space mountain is amazing space mountain is a great ride yeah no and it's different there too in uh disneyland it's kind of this vehicle where you sit um side by side and (laughs) i was getting confused there in disney world it's it's kind of like a, a straight line of people if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd been a long time because I did I did Disneyland when I was like nineteen, but what, it was one of the most charming things that happened. So I was so we all get you know, and so I'm in like the back of a car, like the line ride, the, the back car, whatever you'd call that thing that you get on for Space Mountain. So everyone's like in in front of me, and uh, I was I wasn't with any of my friends in that particular car. And this kid might have been four years old is in front of me. And he's like, you know, he's kind of away from his parents technically because like, you know, everyone's just in a line. He's not sitting next to his parents. And he's looking around. Then he looks back at me and then he's just like quiet for a second. And he just tilts his head up and he goes, sup. <laughs> and then i just like went like what's up and then he just looked away from me and it was like the most charming thing in the universe uh it was like so that like set set the mood for for that right out of anything that happened on the trip it was one of the funniest like you know little things but it like just i don't know why it just delighted me to no end this little kid like just you know showing some like kind 
attitude, I guess. To, but uh, but yeah, so that that was a fun moment for sure. I, I know before uh, you mentioned that you got some advice from me and you were like, I'm not sure if we want to get Genie Plus. Is it worth the money? Uh, and it turned out that like uh, your friends, the tickets they got actually already included Genie Plus. Oh, boy, uh, do I? Oh, that's right. You don't know about any of this. So uh, my friend who I will not name who bought the tickets for us bought everyone else's tickets with genie plus and then when they bought mine they didn't um so uh, so everyone else had it and we didn't um so uh and then that was like expense i wasn't expecting and so uh what ended up happening is a member of our group uh had a dis pass because uh for certain people with certain disabilities they have their yeah disability a a das pass is what it's called yeah but but so they were able to add us to their pass for the week. So a lot of the times we were getting to go through the. But um, all I can say is if you're going to go with a group of people, you need to have a consensus. Either you are doing it or you're not as a group, because it is really inconvenient if like a couple of people don't and a and couple people do. Uh, I have mixed thoughts about the, the how useful it is how that system works. I think it feels like a way to squeeze a lot of money out of people. Um, it's kind yeah. of the one thing that I, and the app sucks. The Disney app is terrible. Um, like the parks app is real bad. Uh, yeah, I have, that feels like, like, like miserable profiteering to me, <laughs> but, but, uh, and, and, especially and the one wanna, day. And there's nothing more you want to do than when you're on vacation to be like on your phone, trying to like figure things out. Like you want to be off it, your phone, having fun with your friends really, or family. It really is. And then like, even like booking restaurants and stuff, you do it through the app. So like the one day, uh, when we were at Hollywood studios, my girlfriend really wanted to go. There's like a sci-fi cafe and it's like set up like a f- old fifties drive-in. Yes. And, and that was really dope, but like, but it was booked up. So all day I was trying to like refresh the app to see if like a dinner appointment opened up. Um, and I eventually got one, but again, it's like, we're in a ride line and I'm staring at my phone for two hours trying to get. So like, yeah, I agree with you that part of it. So the app genie, I have very mixed feelings about genie plus like, sure. If you have it, it's nice. But even then, like some of the rides, the reservation lines will book up and you can't use it anyway. And like you, you have to like reserve a time. So then like you're sort of locked. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I think the system sucks. And I think it feels like a way to get people to squeeze people for more money. And then if you don't do it, you kind of end up being screwed. So I don't know. It, it, I could do without that part of it. To, for, I think there's got to be a better way, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't seen it, but there's a fantastic episode of Defunct Land on YouTube about the fast pass system, and it actually came out before kind of Genie, uh, like what has happened with Genie Plus. But it's a fantastic recap of like why they created the system, why the system ended up being horrible and not working, and uh, the, the basic. Uh, I, th- I think at the end of the day is. Um, you know, if everybody can buy this genie plus and have it, if everybody's super, nobody's super because you know what I mean? Like if, if everybody has a fast pass to space mountain, then the line for the fast pass is longer than the standby line. And it, yeah. Anyway, no, but what ends up happening is it's kind of like a 50 50 situation. So because like a lot of people are super, the people that aren't super are super fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, uh, that's what really sucks. And like yeah. those people are still paying a lot of money to be there. So it's like that, that whole element of it. Now I got lucky because we had some friends that we were able to sort of get into the shorter lines with, but were it not for that, it would have been brutal. 
And then the one day we did pay for it was the Hollywood Studios Day because that was Star Wars Day. And but then we ended up only using it for like two things all day. So it was really like it was really <laughs> tricky. No. Like yeah, but so I have very mixed feelings about that. But but like I tried I tried not to let that color the trip. Um but yeah, that was a bit of a mess. Uh anything else you want to say about Magic Kingdom before we jump to Hollywood Studios? No, I I personally have a lot more to say about the other ones, but uh but yeah, Magic Kingdom it's it's sure. It's a, it's a great thing to do at least once. Yeah. Uh so Hollywood Studios is the place where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is and I I was so excited to see your your photos. Uh, that you were posting on Twitter from there because you looked so happy. Oh my God. Uh, it was, the, it was, the, it was the, it was the most, because what happened is my mom loves star Wars deeply. And so we were originally the, the, what would have been the 2020 because her and I, my mom and I have a birthday. that's like four days, four days apart. And so we were originally going to go to galaxy's edge in California for like her birthday that year. And then like everything fell apart and she's since had some problems. So we weren't able to do it. So, so I had never gotten to go yet and um star wars is as close as i get to religion so yeah this was like a big deal to me and and um and also like you know not to get super sappy for a second but i guess this is worth mentioning to you peter uh you know i work for the website you started i pay my bills writing for the website you started um i kind of have my job on my own terms and i've never had an adult vacation before because i couldn't afford it and this year i found myself uh, a week ago tomorrow, I found myself staring at the Millennium Falcon, um, <laughs> and I was able to do that through, like, and I paid for that through writing about movies for a living. Um, that is awesome. And, and so, like, I actually, I'm gonna cry talking about it now, but I, I cried pretty like heavily. Like, I was one overwhelmed seeing it because the one thing I will say is that they do make it feel real. But then it was a very emotional thing for me of like, not only am I here, I, I got here on my own terms. And like, that was a pretty, yeah, you didn't get there working at Best Buy. You got, I there... didn't get there like slaving away. Like I got there, like, you know, like I got there because oh, wait, like, not I... that working Best Buy is bad. I, I'm just saying like, you got there doing the thing you wanted to do. No, I got, I got there doing the thing I want to do. And not only that, like a year and a half ago, I thought I was going to have to go back to school and I thought I was out of my profession entirely. So like being there, you know, like earning the money through a job I genuinely love was like, and now talking about it, like on a podcast for my job. I don't know. It was like, it was all a very, but so Peter, I do have some, uh, some air of thanks to, to give you and, and the people at slash film for, for providing me with that experience because that was pretty cool. Well, that is, that is awesome. Uh, so what was your first impression walking into galaxy's edge and seeing it for the first time? I mean, I tell you the one, I don't know how it is. Cause I haven't got to do it in California, but at Florida star tours is kind of outside and yeah. And they have this huge life-size AT-AT right outside of Star Tours. And it's like, the I think it's Endor, like the forest. Or no, I think it's Kashyyyk. But they have all the big redwoods. And like, it was incredible. Like, just seeing that, you know, AT and, uh, the AT-AT. And then, you know, you go do Star Tours and the line's amazing. And, th and then you really get there. Then, like, you really <laughs> go to Galaxy's Edge. So, um, even that. But yeah, the first impression was like, it, it's, it really feels real like it feels and that's the thing about all of it is like the batu like the 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 shops all feel real the millennium falcon down to every detail i could possibly look at was so real and like rise of the resistance is one of the most impressive <laughs> things i mean like it is crazy but it makes it all feel real and that's what was really cool about it is like, and then we even went like, you know, we got to go to Oga's Cantina that night and got like a drink and like that feels real. 
and you know like the stuff you buy like i bought this jacket and i'm like holy shit this feels real this feels like something i would wear and then like when you go build the lightsaber i mean my god like what an incredible experience that was like it's great to have the lightsaber but the experience attached to it was was particularly incredible so it, and by it the way really... i would have told you to that you needed to buy, uh, go build a lightsaber but you were like i'm not sure if we should get uh gd plus so i was like you know what i, I won't tell him that he needs to go build the lightsaber <laughs> so because... well what, what what my sainted friends my birthday was in september and they <laughs> Uh, for my birthday, what they did is they they all pitched in, so they paid for my lightsaber. So like yeah. so so I got to do that, you know, on their dime, which was really cool. Um, so like I did it at night, and so we go there, and you know, it was one of the last things we did that night, and and the 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 cast member that did like led our star like so what you do is you go into this room and you're there with a bunch of people, and like they all treat it like it's in universe, so you're there to get some scrap metal, quote unquote, because they like you know, the first order is like on the look for anyone with a lightsaber. And so you go in there and the cast member that was like leading our like lightsaber construction was so goddamn good at her job. Like she was incredible. And she was like, she made it feel so real and so impressive. And I will say the coolest part about it was when, so you're building the hilt of the lightsaber, which was great. But then at some point you have to put the blade in it. And you're like, well, this is where the illusion is going to be broken. I don't know how they're going to do this without breaking the illusion. And the way they got around that, like they came up with this really clever way to make it to not break the illusion was like so amazing. And then and I don't know if you've done it, Peter, but I thought yeah, that part was the, yeah. that was the most impressed that I was. I was like, holy shit, they found a way to not like break that fourth <laughs> wall. It was so cool. It's like that whole experience is like a religious experience. It's the closest I think that, you know, as someone who's not religious now can come to like, I don't know. I cried during, the first time I did that. And um, that moment where you eat, everybody picks up their lightsaber for the first time. And it's like this room of glowing lightsabers. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. <laughs> like literally goosebumps. But there's also, I don't want to spoil it for someone that ever plans yeah. to do it, but there's something that happens at the end when you, get your lightsaber and you're just like it's so obvious but at the same time you're so in it you're like oh my god like it's happening uh and just like and and um yeah it's 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 pretty cool and i will say this the other thing what was really cool is so i have to ship it home and what was great is oh. i went i i went right down they had a at the droid depot they Took the lightsaber. I filled out a little piece of paperwork. It cost me like 17 bucks to ship it home. It was on my porch when I got home. That's awesome. Uh, so I will tell you this. Anyone that's worried about it, and I had a couple of friends ship droids home and stuff, it was super easy, and they do not make that hard, and they don't overcharge you at all. Like, it was very reasonable price to ship it. So I thought that part of it was really cool. Uh, like, yeah, that they that they thought that through, that they were like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna make we're going to make this not a headache. I thought that was really nice. I think they'll also hold your lightsaber for the day because, like, you know, that thing can be big and wieldy. And if you're going on, like, you know, roller coasters and stuff like that. Uh, so I think actually also at Droid Depot, they'll or somewhere, uh, they'll actually have a check in if you if you want to hold it for the day. Yeah, I did well, mine at like 730. So it was toward the end of yeah, the yeah. end. Like me and my girlfriend were going to get uh, like that sci fi diner. We were going to go get food right after. So that was kind of the end of my Star Wars night. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a really fun way. Cause we went to Oga's Cantina. I had, um, I had, uh, I think w w whatever the Jedi, the Jedi mind trick and That's I'm a, a light one. and I'm a lightweight. So like, I got a little buzzy 
uh, I stole the coasters and then we went to, uh, I think they kind of intend for you to like take those coasters. I'm not sure, but I took them anyway. Um, they totally because do. They were, they were really cool. Like I got one with a rancor on it. And, uh, but yeah, so like, um, but yeah, so then like, then we went, then I went and built my lightsaber. Then like we went and did dinner and it was like a really amazing, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's weird. I think the biggest thing for me was that like rise of the resistance is definitely a better ride, but the smugglers run getting on the millennium Falcon and like being on the millennium Falcon and like having that experience of like being in the cockpit <laughs> and all, it's kind of hard to like, I know it's not as good of a ride, but like, holy shit, like they make that really feel like they give you that experience that like you've wanted to do this your whole life. Here you go. It's pretty cool. In the way it is all, I'm not sure if you understand the way of that line to get into smugglers run uh, works, but there's actually two like cockpits or there's two, um, not cockpits. There's two interiors of the Millennium Falcon. So you get split into one of the two. So like they split the line so that some people go to one of the Millennium Falcons, one, some people go to the other Millennium Falcon. Then when you're spending time inside the Millennium Falcon, there's a bunch of different cockpits that are on like these rope, uh, this is probably too much to explain on an audio podcast, but the, uh, they're on rotating turd tables that like uh, people get into them every like, you know, uh, 30 seconds or whatever. It's just like such a well-designed experience where you, when, when it's done well, you probably didn't realize any of that. You're just like, you know, I got to go into the cockpit of this Millennium Falcon that's parked outside in, in Batu. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it, totally. it feels seamless. Um, did you did you get to pilot it? I didn't do pilot. I was the gunner the one time I did it, which gunner? was fun. Um, I wanted to go back and do it, but we just ran out of time. Yeah. Um, but it was really, it was really, really cool. Because I'll say nothing beats that experience of like pulling pulling the lever into light speed, <laughs> even though like it doesn't do anything. I do really wanted like... to do that, but it was you know I that was the one thing we ran out of time for. Yeah. Uh, so rise of the resistance, you loved. I, I loved them both. I, Rise of the Resistance, I was lucky enough to get to do twice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because I got to do the Daz Pass with my friends, and then I waited in the two-hour line with with my other group of friends. Um, so I did I did the whole, but man, oh, man. Uh, oh, boy, is that, is that something. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it worth waiting two hours in line for? Yes. If, you, if you're only going to do it once, yes. Uh, <laughs> I would say it was barely worth it for a second time. Two hours was kind of my limit. But yeah. Uh, but man, oh man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something. Um, there's a moment in that ride where you go into a room. And again, I don't want to spoil it for people that, that haven't done it. But there is, you get to see they build something life-size. And you and you're like underneath it, and you're yeah. like, holy shit! <laughs> like you're just like this, you know. It's it's so, and like the scope of that ride as you're doing it, you're like, there can't possibly be more to this because it's so big, and it's just so that's really impressive. Um, yeah. And the other impressive thing is it's a bunch of different ride systems. Not to spoil anything, but like you know, you think it's one thing at first, and then it ends up being a different thing and a different vehicle, and then like. At the end, there's like a whole throwing moment. There are several experiences because that's the ride that most incorporates like the line element of it. Like, yeah. well, there are moments where you're waiting in line that are very much part of the experience. Um, like there is a point where like essentially the resistance is like trying to, you know, you're you're part of the resistance and and the first order is like, you know, essentially taking you in for questioning. And like I got really into it, like because they like put me they're like talking about, you know, like you know, you know, we're going to get that information out of you. And I was standing there. I'm like, you're not going to get shit out of me. Cause <laughs> like, cause like, like, like I got like, I had just bought my jacket, which is like a resistance jacket. And I was like, yeah. and I just was like standing for my girlfriend took this picture of us. And I had this really serious look on my face. And I was like, I was like into it. I was like, I was like that. I was like, no man, you're like, I'm steel trap. And then like, and then like the second time I did it, with my other friends, I was joking with all of them. I was like, I will, I will tell them things you never did just so they won't <laughs> detain me, you know, but like, uh, but yeah, it was, so I had very different experiences both times, but, um, uh, the one thing I will say, I've always been a big fan of the Mon Calamari. Uh, I am currently staring at a, uh, Admiral Akbar pop on my desk. I am the man who wrote Admiral Akbar's obituary. Uh, that is a real thing I did. Um, and, uh, but, uh, the, the, their Lieutenant Beck, uh, yes. is, is part, I, I, I will die for Lieutenant Beck. Uh, but, but, uh, they, no merchandise with Lieutenant Beck on it. I know. Uh, they, what the heck? They are, I, they literally, I spent so much money. They didn't need more of my money, but like, I would have thrown down more money. Please, anyone at Disney, if you're listening, make Lieutenant Beck stuff. They should. I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, they, why don't like they should have stuffed animals they should uh, a shirt i wanted a shirt i wanted a shirt badly but like you like i really wanted a shirt uh but yeah so please disney take more of my money put lieutenant beck on something yeah i think the closest thing they have is a lego minifigure that's part of like a lego set of that um that transport that you first get into yeah part of the ride I'm yeah, not big on uh, the Lego. They had a pin at one point. Uh, some very nice people on Twitter pointed out there was like a limited, but I didn't even like the pin that much. And it was like a limited edition pin, but like, yeah. the, it's crazy to me that there isn't like a more consistent bit of merchandise with, with, with him on it. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Lieutenant Beck is an Easter egg uh, named after uh, Lucasfilm's SVP of development and production, Carrie Beck. So I just wanted to point that out. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so overall, uh, most of the day that Hollywood Studios day, I barely explored the rest of Hollywood Studios. I mostly was in um, Galaxy's Edge for, for most of the day. So um, you can spend a whole day there. Did you end up doing Mickey and Minnie's? I didn't do I did like very I didn't get to do any of the Toy Story stuff. Oh, wow. I, I did like I pretty much. So like I would go back to Hollywood Studios again. No question. Because like there was a lot that I didn't get to do. But like um but yeah no like for for a huge star wars fan like galaxy's edge can easily be a day yeah a lot of people ask me that too and i'm always hesitant to be like it's a whole day but like if you're a big star wars fan that can be a whole entire yeah, day it depends on your level of fandom for sure like because my girlfriend at one point was like all right i've had enough and then she went and wandered around and did some other <laughs> stuff because she didn't want to wait in the two-hour line did you rise of resistance again like she so she went and just kind of explored a little bit but um but yeah did you like, have any was, run-ins with uh stormtroopers or kylo or anything uh did it's some stormtroopers a couple times i missed kylo uh i uh chewy uh had a really fun little chewy moment uh just like him walking around uh saw ray um declined to propose to her but you know that was sort of a you know i felt like that would have <laughs> felt like that would have been a little gauche um but uh but yeah no it was a really really cool um that part was neat uh, uh yeah yeah, uh, I, I, I hate to drag this out any further, but I have to ask you this because this is like a controversial thing within the theme park community. The fact that they set this in a specific timeline that doesn't allow them to, you know, uh, have characters from other uh, of the trilogies and stuff like that. Yeah. How did you feel about that? So I got to tell you, as a first time around, it was great. I'm I'm a big lover of uh, The Force Awakens in particular. Um, I, I, the, the last Jedi has always been a bit of like a part great part, not so great for me. And I don't hate the rise of Skywalker nearly as much as other people do. Particularly. I love the characters a lot. Like I love Ray. I love Finn. I love Kylo. I, I love like a lot of the aesthetic of some of that newer trilogy. So for me, it was cool to do it. Um, I will say, uh, uh, yeah, I think like, oh, it, it, for the general public, it seems silly that it wasn't like Tatooine or something. Um, for as much as I loved it, I will, I, I can see that being kind of like a, now, now for the, to be fair, there's nothing that says they couldn't like reskin that as Tatooine at some point, but then you got to redo Rise of the Resistance, which is like, I don't know how you could ever redo that because of how expensive it is. So, <laughs> um, but like, so, you know, that was a bit of a. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think it would probably be too expensive to retheme that as Tatooine. But my question to you is, like, would it have bothered you if there was just, like, Darth Vader walking around and also Rey walking around? Or, like, does it yeah, help that Yeah, that, one... no, no, that would take me out of it. Because the thing is, like, the, it is so committed to being real that, like, if you are a big fan, yeah, you're going to just, like, now, like, of course, like you're like when you do star tours, like, yeah, OK, you're messing with the canon a bit. But like, but like, but yeah, that would take me out of it for sure. So, like, yeah. I think they're sort of there's I think they're sort of in a bit of a trap there for sure. OK, let's jump to uh, Universal Studios and Universal Islands of Adventure. That was your next day. And you had one day to do both parks, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I will say I will say this as someone who's done. I've done Universal in California twice. Um, I've done Disneyland once I've done all the Disney parks in Florida now, and I did universal in Florida. Uh, if I were to just overall 
I, I would take Universal's theme parks over Disney's theme parks. And I will oh, wow. lay down that gauntlet. Uh, Why? For me personally, I love them. Uh, like I, So part of it is Jurassic Park's my favorite movie of all time. The Jurassic yes. stuff is so good. Um, there's something about the Universal parks that feels like the more like because because i'm not as much of a disney person overall like there's a lot of things disney owns that i like and to be fair i haven't done avengers campus so i don't know but like universal feels like the biggest love letters to those things in particular yeah at islands of adventure what's really amazing about it is that like jurassic hasn't been reskinned yet it's still jurassic park there and there's stuff there that isn't in California, which is amazing, like the visitor center and stuff. And then there's that like 90s Marvel land. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like untouched by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's like Marvel that isn't MCU related. And I had no idea what that was all going to be. It's incredible. The Islands of Adventure Marvel Land is so awesome. And particularly <laughs> like that, that that amazing Spider-Man ride there is one of my favorite rides at any theme park. And I had no idea that was even there. So cool. Uh, By the way, the like, guy that designed that, Scott Trowbridge, is also the guy that went over to Disney and he designed Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That dude is good <laughs> at what he does. Um, so, yeah, I had a absolute blast at Islands of Adventure. I loved Islands of Adventure. And I didn't know that they hadn't reskinned Jurassic yet. So, like, so I thought it was going to be a Jurassic World ride. And so I got to do the actual, like, I had no idea I was going to get to do the Jurassic Park River ride which is a little different than the Jurassic Park, <laughs> the ride. Yeah. Uh, there are subtle differences. Uh, there's a little bit less dinosaurs. Uh, there's a raptor cage instead of the truck falling down. Um, but ultimately, I was amazing to get to do that again because I thought that part of that was just all in the past. So that was like really amazing. Um, there's, there's this fantastic photo of you on Twitter where you look like you're having the time of your life. You're, you're like, mouth is open. Usually, like, when you, you post for photos, Ryan, you, like, do the thing I do where, like, your mouth is, like, kind of closed, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And uh, standing next to you is your girlfriend who looks slightly annoyed that you're having so much fun. Uh, she, she always says, she goes, she'll look at me at times, she goes, I just want to be able to bottle a fraction of your joy. <laughs> like, there, because... Because the thing is, when I love stuff, boy, do I love it. Like, that's that's the one yeah. thing about me is I, I am able to extract joy from the things. Uh, there were a couple of pictures like that. Yeah, when we were. But she likes Jurassic Park a lot, too. So, like, she was really excited about that. But there was I was just so thrilled when it was still Jurassic Park and it wasn't Jurassic World yet. Like, I had no idea that was such a, like, treat for me, you know. <laughs> uh, so. So, yeah, that was um and then getting to sort of do the river ride and compare that to the original Jurassic Park, the ride and sort of see the differences. And, and, um, but yeah, between that and the Marvel land, that was just such an unexpected treat. Uh, so we were originally only going to do islands of adventure that day, but then, uh, everyone kind of bailed, uh, after Harry Potter. And, and I was like my best friend, Roy and his wife, Krista, they were going to go do the other, they were going to go to universal. And so I was like, screw it. So I paid like the 58 bucks to upgrade. And then what I did is I just went solo to Universal. And man, oh man, if you are comfortable doing stuff alone, go to a theme park alone for a few hours. Oh, is it the best thing in the world? <laughs> because all those single rider lines and you can just like book it to the rides. You're not like with a group. Oh my God, I got so much done so quick. It was great. It's it's amazing how much more you can get done solo than you can in a large group of people. 
I got six rides done in like two hours. Um, I was like, cause I did, I did, uh, you know, we rode the train over, you do like the Hogwarts train between which whatever it's fine. Um, but then, uh, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. So for me, that's- I was going to say, it's, it's funny how like you're glowing about, uh, Marvel superhero Island and, uh, Jurassic, which are like some of the oldest, uh, parts of that park. And like the parts that like people probably are so excited for, uh, most people are excited for the wizarding world of Harry Potter sections. You just like, yeah, it's okay. No, it's cool. Here's the, here's the thing. I will say this. I, Harry Potter doesn't do anything for me. Like it does. It's, it's fine. Like, but, but. That that section of that park is made with as much love as Galaxy's Edge is made. So, like, if you love Harry Potter, I mean, there's no, you're not going to get a better experience. It's just I don't have that connection to Harry Potter. So, like, for me, it's other stuff. But, but yeah, so I rode the train over, and then I did the Men in Black ride, which I never did, which was super cool. Uh, I did Transformers, which I had done a couple times, but it's really fun. Um, I never did the E.T. ride, so I got to do the E.T. ride, which is so charming. I ended up loving that way more than I thought I was going to love it um, because there's like this really fun moment where you soar over the city and it's all done practically. And like the, the way they did that through like the use of like miniatures was like, so like heartwarming to me. Um, and then I, did I love Spider- that ride so much that that ride, like, I hope they never take it out. It's like such a weird, ridiculous. It's based on a book, a book sequel of E.T. It's so weird. Like most of the ride is weird. But when you fly over the city, it is it, it feels like magical. Like it's like because you know like how they did it, but you're like this feel this is amazing. Um, yeah. so that was cool. And then I did Spider Man one more time because the first time we did it, it broke right at the climax. Um, but like it was oh my god that ride when you're doing because I did it right at the end of the night, so there was nobody there, so I was like in the Daily Bugle by myself, which was really cool. And then uh and then I did and then I got to book it to do Jurassic one last time at night. And then right when our raft pulled up, like fireworks went off. It was like, it was incredible. Um, so yeah, that day at Universal was was um, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Do you think you liked Universal more because you didn't have to deal with this Genie Plus nonsense? No, because I liked Universal. Well, I think, I, I do think they handle things a little better in that regard, yeah. for sure. Uh, but they even like Universal Studios California, like I've enjoyed the, the, the first time I ever went to Universal was one of the best days of my entire life. Um, I, I have a whole story about that, which we won't get into. But like the the uh, it was in 2018. I went the very last weekend that the Jurassic Park ride was open and I had never done it before. So that was like this thing that I'd always wanted to do. Like I kind of got to say hello and goodbye to it at the same time. Um, That's awesome. And, and uh, yeah, but but so Universal to me is like. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, Wednesday might have been my. Star Wars can't really be topped, but but Universal <laughs> was shockingly close. Uh, do you do you have time to talk about your last day with uh, Animal Kingdom and Epcot? Yeah. I know we are yeah, going we over can, time. We can, no, we can go through it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, what did you think of Animal Kingdom? This is the newest park over at, I mean, the, obviously, like, Galaxy is just newer section of a park. But this is the newest park for the Walt Disney World parks, and it's completely different. It's kind of like part zoo, part theme park. Yeah, um, it's a cool idea. Uh, I will say, like, if you were only going to do Animal Kingdom, I don't know if that would be enough to justify, like, the cost and rigmarole of doing a Disney park, but it's cool. Uh, as you mentioned, the safari we did, was safari was definitely the best part. Um, the safari was great. Uh, loved the otters. Uh, uh, it was really, it's a cool, like, the way they designed it, like, the wandering around is really neat. Although I will say we didn't do as much of Animal Kingdom because me and my girlfriend decided 
we could like double dip and do Epcot as well because we weren't originally going to do Epcot. So, um, and you had so park hopper of, tickets, I guess. Yeah, we had park hoppers. So we determined like we'd rather fit in both than like just do. So Animal Kingdom, we did like, you know, some of it, but, but it was cool. I tell you, the one thing in Animal Kingdom I was most surprised about was the dinosaur ride. Um, uh, from like the movie Dinosaur, Disney's Dinosaur. Um, yeah. That was like so surprising. Like that was a really well-made ride. Um, and again, <laughs> dinosaurs, great. Some of my favorite things. So that I thought that ride was cool as hell. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's the same uh, ride system as Indiana Jones over in Disneyland. If you've ever done that ride, yes, the, the ride system. But the but the, what they skinned it with is pretty. Like the yeah. the, the Carnotaurus looks incredible. Like there's one part of that ride where like the Carnotaurus is all like bathed in lightning and it's like coming at you and it's like genuinely scary. It's really cool. It's um, amazing what you can do with dinosaur animatronics when you don't have to have them out in the weather. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, no, genuinely. <laughs> um, so I thought that was like a big surprise to me. Uh, that was like a really like amazing surprise. I, I thought that was cool. But so then we go to Epcot and and to my point of like when you see something that is like you know is real but then you see it for real seeing spaceship earth that big ball that big ball that we've all seen all over like that's it was wild seeing that for real like genuinely like startlingly hard to process like when you're in front of that thing like and then when you're waiting to get on spaceship earth and you're just like underneath it this monolith of pop culture uh was really cool like that was you know. I think from an architecture standpoint, it is the best thing that the Walt Disney Company has, like as a single building, it's the best thing that they've ever produced. It's like so iconic and so cool looking. And like you said, in person, it's, it's, I mean, you can take photos of it all day and everybody does, but like <laughs> seeing in person is incredible. And the ride is amazing too. What did you oh think my of God. the ride? So that was my thing. I told my girl, I was like, I really want to do Spaceship Earth. I don't care what else we do. And I had no idea Judy Dench does it. And like, so I get on the ride. I'm already like so excited and like, it's a beautiful, but then Judy Dench starts like telling you about history and you're like, of course it's Judy Dench. Um, And you're, and you're like, and then, but I got to tell you the end of spaceship earth, when you go and it's all the stars and you see earth, holy crap. Is that beautiful? Um, Yeah. So that was really neat. And then just, and then we, and then me and my girlfriend, it was like the sun had set, and then so we, we got to book it through like all of, you know, Epcot, like all of the, you know, different parts of the world. And we and we ate at the Chinese restaurant in China, which was really good. We didn't get to do Guardians because that's booked up like yeah I, you have to like, but there was no way for us to do it. Like they wouldn't even we couldn't pay to get on it. There was nothing to. So that was the one thing I missed that I would have liked to have done. But um, uh, Epcot, really cool. Epcot Epcot's pretty neat uh getting to go through like I've never been to Germany always wanted to go to Germany got a little slice of Germany pretty damn cool (laughs) yeah uh you know as a kid I loved Magic Kingdom hated Epcot because Epcot was all edutainment you know it's all like Spaceship Earth where it's like uh and now I love Spaceship Earth I you know I love being able to sample slices of all these different recreated countries and civilians. Yeah. So cool. Uh, I got to tell you, what was the, have you done the space training? Oh yeah. Mission, mission space. Oh my God. Have you done that? Yes. I've done the, there's two different versions of it. There's, there's, when they opened, 
there's green and orange. What the Mars mission is more intense. Have you done the more intense one? I've done the more intense one. And by the way, when they opened it, it was only the more intense one, but so many people were getting sick. That right. They had to this is a green my point. One. Okay. So like, if you've never done this, holy shit, I don't really get sick on those rides. <laughs> I'll get sick on big roller coasters because I get scared and there's a term for it. Like after you settle down, I forget, but like the 3d rides and stuff don't generally mess with me, but like. Oh my God. Like, so you get in there when you finally get in like that you, and it's like this screen that zoomed in on your face, but they have barf bags in the ride. And like, when I saw the barf bags, I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) I was like, this is really gonna. And yeah, I got to tell you, even getting off that thing, I was a little like, Ooh, I was pretty quick. Yeah. And you're kind of in this confined space that's supposed to emulate a space capsule. And I can't imagine ever being in there. With someone who gets sick because it's probably going all over. The oh my place. god! So it is like a whole. I didn't really know what it was. It was just the the wait time was short, and I'm like, we're here, we should do it. So my girlfriend bailed out once they started explaining. They were like, yeah, if you have motion, and she's like, oh no, I'm out of here. So I finished it up. But then we get in, and I'm. They're just like, don't look left, don't look right, look straight forward. If you get sick, there's. And I was like, man, once you see the barf bags and the ride, you're like, what am I getting into? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was, um, that was a hell of a thing, it, but, uh, yeah, and the is- interesting thing is what it actually is, is if you've ever been to a fair and you've been on the Gravitron, which is like usually like one of those like UFO shaped things. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, like yeah. go onto the wall and it spins and you kind of get stuck to the wall. That's basically what it is, even though it doesn't seem like it is. And almost no one gets sick on those as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe people do get sick on those. People put sometimes, but yeah, it's the combination of that with like the screen. The screen, and like yeah. The, it's it's pretty like it's cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool, but like man, it, it does turn the stomach for sure. So uh, sounds like the highlight of your whole vacation was Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, there's no question. But I knew that was going to be the case. Like there was yeah. no way that wasn't going to be the case. the The biggest pleasant surprise for me was was Islands of Adventure. Uh, I had no expectation of what that park was going to be. I was absolutely thrilled. Uh, Islands of Adventure is very rarely talked about. Uh, like I think, uh, and <laughs> my God, like the people need to talk more about Islands of Adventure because there's no way it's going to be that way forever. Uh, that Marvel land is going to get demolished at some point because Disney's going to have to revoke that license at some point. And there's no way that Jurassic land as it exists is not going to get reskinned. But man, oh, yeah. oh man, what a what a really cool time capsule that place is as it exists. Oh yeah, that that will probably eventually change. I will say that the, with the Marvel thing, as I understand it, you know, it's a lot of legal. There's a whole contract online you can read. But as I understand it, Universal can basically pay to continue the rights because it was one of those deals that was made when Marvel was like failing. <laughs> oh, so it's one of those things they can continue the rights in perpetuity. Yes. Uh, any changes that need to be made need to be approved by Disney. So basically, they can't really. Disney is not going to allow them to change it in any significant way. Uh, so eventually, I think you'd think Universal might give up the rights. But right now, will they give up the rights, Ryan? Actually, let me ask you that as a business. You are a business minded person. So because Universal has this contract, Marvel cannot use any of the characters that are in that land, which is a significant amount of the characters. Basically, uh, Disney can use Guardians of the Galaxy in their parks. But aside from Guardians of the Galaxy, they can't use like almost any of the other characters because Universal owns the rights west 
west, east, east of the Mississippi. Sorry, really? east of the Mississippi. Yeah, I so, did not know that. So if they continue this contract, it prevents Disney from building any like you know Iron Man ride or no anything like kidding. that. So do you think like what do you think is the best interest? Because eventually, I mean, Spider Man is still the best one of the best rides. You know, two decades Spider-Man after it was rules. That Spider Man ride rules. But the rest of that place is kind of a little janky. In, in, in a, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy. How dare you? Uh, no. <laughs> when I walked up and I saw like the night, like the old Namor above the bathroom, Hobgoblin. Like I was like, what the? You know, like because again, it's so not MCUified, which was nice. <sighs> like it was cool. Um, I I think Universal has every motivation to keep that up. I had no idea. But the, but the problem is, yeah, at some point they would have to update that, and then that gets complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting for sure. But okay, so uh, so your biggest surprise was uh, Islands of Adventure and Marvel. And is there anything that you did that you wouldn't do again that you'd recommend if people are listening to this? They're going to Orlando. Any advice? They uh, really be careful about the <laughs> the uh, the spaceship training. Um, <laughs> uh, plan food well in Epcot um me and my girlfriend were in kind of a hurry uh get a donut at a disney theme park uh i am a huge donut connoisseur uh um the the don't they they have these kind of pretty big donuts at disney um they are utter perfection uh as far as a donut goes you cannot hope for a better donut um like i i so 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 good um uh yeah the only thing i would say is if you're going to the group um be on the same page with genie plus either do it or don't um uh the other the only thing i will say is it's tough to not do it um a lot of the and if you're gonna go go on a weekday if you can uh weekdays were better for these for sure i can't fathom getting on some of these rides on a weekend without genie plus so um but yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, only, you only touched on like food. Like, was there any exceptional uh, dining experiences? Uh oh, man. Um, uh, th- I will say that Sci-Fi uh, Cafe at uh, Hollywood Studios is incredible. Uh, you sit in like an old car, kind of like Pulp Fiction at the, at the Jackrabbit Slims, and then they have this huge screen at the front of the restaurant that's like a drive-in, st- and they're playing like weird old movie trailers, and the food is exceptional. Um, I yeah. had a, uh, I had a burger with like a crab cake on it. Uh, and it was like a really good quality crab cake. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So like that, that, that was a really cool dining experience for sure. A lot of the time we were just sort of eating to kind of, you know, fill the void, but, uh, but that was, that was a really good dining experience. Okay. We're going to cut it off here. Uh, you can find more of all our work at slashfilm.com. You can find this podcast slash film daily on Apple, Google, overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please subscribe to our newsletter link in the show notes. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, just at peter at slashroom.com. And please rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. 